Welcome to Love Vibration. This week's question is, I need your help, y'all. I am at a point in my life where I want to buy a home next year. I am single, so it will be just me, and I live in California. Here is my issue. I love shopping, and she put that all in capitals, especially for good high-quality clothes, shoes, purses, etc. I also enjoy eating out at nice restaurants. In quotation, she puts, not fast food restaurants. I really need to save money to make this happen. Do you have any tips to where I can save money but still be able to shop the way I like and still eat at the nice restaurants? Girl, 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 girl. I hear you, I feel you, because I love to shop too. And there are certain things I like to spend money on. Eating out, (laughs) and you probably know this, but eating out can get real expensive really fast, especially if you do that every day. So if you really, really want to buy a home, you have to get your mindset right. You have to change your mindset in the mode of save, 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 and sacrifice. Now, here's an idea that my counterpart, Marcy, did, and I took that and did it myself, and it works really, really well. What you do is open a separate savings account at a different bank that you put a certain amount of money into, like $25 and up. And this would be for each pay period. And you want to do it direct deposit so you don't see it. It's done. It's almost like it wasn't there. Like, you know what I mean? So you don't miss it much. You also can try like money saving challenges. I've mentioned money saving challenges in previous podcasts. And the one that I really, really like and has worked well for me is where you take increments of whatever amount, but I took increments of $5 and increased it on each pay period. So for example, the first pay period, I did $5. On the second pay period, it would be $10. On the third pay period, it would be $15. On the fourth pay period, it would be $20, so on and so forth. And what I did for me is I made my own envelopes. You don't have to do that. 
but I did. So I made my own envelopes and what I did is numbered them. I put one, two, three, four, five. So it'd be the first, you know, pay period, second pay period, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And so I labeled them all like that. And then on the back of it, like where the flap is, I put like how much goes into that particular envelope for that particular week. So I put 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, like that, and so on and so forth. It, I'm telling you. And then every time I do that, after I put the money in there, I seal it. I put it in a nice box and just, you know, tuck it away. That works so well for me. And it's, I mean, you can do it with $10 increments, $20 increments, but it just works well. So that may be something that you might want to try. Also, the sacrifice part. Maybe I would suggest to only eat out twice a month and once a month buy something you really, really like. And the reason why I'm saying this is because you're still doing, you're not depriving yourself. You're not going cold turkey and not doing anything, but you're doing it in a lesser way. Okay. I want you to do something. The nice restaurants that you like to eat out at, go to the, you know, go to their website or whatever, look at the menu, whatever you would order, put, you know, write that down. Like, and, you know, every day that you would do that and see how much money you have been spending and how much money that you could save. Girl, go to the grocery store, buy the food, cook at home. Now, I'm not sure if you know how to cook and that's why you eat out all the time or it's just more convenient for you to just eat out. But you can always recreate what the restaurant makes. I mean, it may not taste exactly the same, but you can make it your own. You know what I mean? And you can make it taste the way you want to taste. So um, I would suggest to do that because you're going to save a lot more money. Trust me on that. Also, this is not, I mean, you can also do this too. It's kind of a savings thing because you don't touch it, but it's also in case of as well. So what you can do is take, you know, either a $1 bill or a $5 bill, $10 bill, and you take the, you know, take that, put that in your purses, put it somewhere where you'll forget about it. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I got that idea from one of my um, YouTubers that I watch. Her name is Lisa Marie Goodson. And, you know, she was, you know, telling us like, you know, oh, try this and stuff. It's, it's regarding abundance. So what I did was I took, you know, money that I had and I put, you know, a certain amount of money in each purse. And trust me, I did, for, I have forgotten about it. But then one day I did need some money for something that came up and, I was able to go into my purses to grab that money and, you know, use it for what I needed for. I didn't use all the money I had because I've only I only took money out of like two purses or something like that because I put a certain amount in there. Like the amounts that I kind of put in there was kind of like 50, uh, uh, like, you know, 100 or stuff like that. So I used those already and I haven't replaced it yet but I do plan on doing that. But that's just something that something you have and it's abundant. Like it, it's, 
your purse carries the money, which can be an abundant thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I like doing that because you never, ever know. And it's a surprise sometimes. Like, you know, you remember how like sometimes you'll go out somewhere and you stick money in your pocket, your coat pocket or your jacket pocket or whatever. And then like, you know, one day you're doing something and you're like, you put, you wear that again. It could be months, months that you've worn it and you wear it again and you put your hand in the pocket and you like, oh my God, there's $10 in here. There's 20, there's $5 or whatever it is. It's like a little surprise. It's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something you can do. Um, but just don't spend that money unless it's like an emergency type of thing. Like, oh my God, I need gas right now. I don't have cash on me or something like that, you know? So that's something you can do too. But I really hope that this, you know, these different little ideas and tips were helpful to you because, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be good to get a brand new home and saving for that home and just, and also it's a good practice for you to eliminate, you know, how much you're spending and to really look at what you're spending your money on. Because if you're buying excessive amount of stuff, like everybody has a vice, everybody has a vice. And what I mean by that is some people, they like to buy a bunch of purses, a bunch of shoes, you know, sunglasses, uh, jewelry, candles, um, just you know, different things. Everybody has a vice. So I'm not saying to shut that vice completely out, just scale it back some so you can reach the goal that you are striving for. I hope that was helpful to you. And I bid you all love and light. Did you know the sky is blue because it reflects off the ocean? The lioness is the hunter. The sun is the largest star. Crystals form an earth. Dogs can smell cancer. Newborns don't share tears. Naps could save your life. Grapes light on fire in the microwave. Lobsters have clear blood. Potato chips cause the most weight gain. Did, Did you, you know? know? Did you know the oldest tree in the world is over 5,000 years old? We all know trees can live really long lives. It's no surprise that they typically live longer than humans and perhaps most everything else on the planet. Trees can live anywhere from less than 100 years to more than a few thousand years depending on the species. However, one species in particular outlives them all. The Great Basin Bristlecone Pines, Pinus longiva, has been deemed the oldest tree in existence reaching an age of over 5,000 years old. The bristlecone pine's success in living a long life can be attributed to the harsh conditions it lives in. Very cold temperatures associated with high winds, in addition to a slow growth rate, create dense wood. This means some years they grow so slowly they don't add a ring of growth. Due to the slow growth and dense wood, the bristlecone pine is resistant to insects, fungi, rot, and erosion. The lack of vegetation where they grow make bristlecone pines rarely affected by wildfires. 
These slow growing trees can reach a height of 50 feet and a trunk diameter of 154 inches. Even the needles on these fascinating trees live up to 30 years long. This allows the trees to conserve energy by not having to reproduce new ones. It takes about two years for the bristlecone pine cone to reach maturity, which is unique amongst trees in the conifer family. The bristlecone pine gets its name from the cones, which scales appear to have a claw-like bristle. If you're wondering where do these trees live, the species are native to the Rocky Mountains and other ranges of the southwestern United States. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? with Marcy. Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. Welcome to this week's episode of Metaphysics with Marcy. So uh, in the past, I know Tracy and I have always talked about things you could do to help get you on your spiritual path, you know, meditation, eating the right foods, getting outside, sunshine, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think we've actually ever discussed some of the books and documentaries and things that we've watched to help get us on our spiritual path. So today that's what we're going to do. So for me, I'm just going to jump right into it. So for me, um, books, hard copy books, even some that are on my Kindle. But there was a lot of books that were really instrumental in my growth and helped me to get to where I'm at. And it's helping me while I'm on my path as well, because I haven't attained enlightenment yet, y'all. I'm still trying to get there. So the first one I want to talk about is a book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. So what I'm going to do, you guys, is I'm going to read you the summaries of the books that I found online. And then I'll give you my uh, personal take on it. So the first one, again, is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And in The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz reveals the source of self-limiting beliefs that rob us of joy and create needless suffering. Based on ancient Toltec wisdom, The Four Agreements offer a powerful code of conduct that can rapidly transform our lives to a new experience of freedom, true happiness, and love. And yeah, exactly what the summary of that book is is exactly what the book is about. It's just basically telling us that we put limits on ourselves as to what we can or cannot do. And that keeps us from reaching our highest height and our greatest grade. This book was so instrumental in my spiritual growth that every time somebody asks me, you know, give me a good book to read. That's usually the first one at the top of my list. Um, And then I also mentioned this next book, The Alchemist by Paul Coelho. This book right here, you guys, I mean, at first I was just kind of like, okay, it's a story. I wanted something that was more self-helpish, you know, something that's going to tell me about Marcy. But this book, The Alchemist, tells the story of a young shepherd named Santiago who is able to find a treasure beyond his wildest dreams. Along the way, he learns to listen to his heart and more importantly realizes that his dreams or his personal legend are not just his, but part of the soul of the universe. So that that is a good summary. But to me, the alchemist is basically about pursuing your dreams by following what your heart desires. And along life's journey, the journey that we are all on, 
learn to listen to your heart and follow the language of the omens that are put in front of you. For an example, you may meet a person specifically to meet another person who's going to put you in contact with maybe a dream job or another person that you need right now in your life. But the omens of life say, you know, don't make this person a, you know, a lifetime friend. They were there for a reason. So in this book, it just shows you how with each passing obstacle that Santiago encounters, there's a lesson to be learned. And he finds his way through his journey of life through these different obstacles. It's such a good book, you guys. I mean, it's such a good book. The Alchemist by Paul Coelho. Next, we have The Metunetter by Raoun Nefer Amin. So before one can engage in practices leading to spiritual growth and the utilization of the spiritual faculties to ensure success in life, there has to be a thorough understanding of the nature of the spirit. And this book is going to do it. It's just like how doctors have to study anatomy as a prerequisite to understanding the healing arts especially given the complexity of the human body. So they first, it's, I will liken it to us understanding the spirit, giving its complexity, just like the human body. So before we can even set out to use the powers of the spirit, we have to exactly know all the faculties of the spirit. The Metunetter is going to show you that, you guys. This book identifies 11 spheres of influences operating within man's spirit. Metunetter clearly details the 11 faculties of the spirit, including the words of power or mantras for awakening and working with these faculties. In addition, for readers who want to fully immerse themselves in the practice of the spiritual tradition and teachings of Kemet, which is ancient Egypt, the book title itself means the word Metu of God, Netter. So this book is really the heartbeat of Kemetic spirituality. So again, Kemet was ancient Egypt. So this is kind of like the basis of Egyptian religion. And it's primarily based on God's establishment of a means, an oracle, through which man can have a direct two-way communication with God. So I liken it to pretty much every religion that's out there. If you think about it, every religion has a deity that can get to God. So for example, Christianity has Jesus as the gateway to God. And the Metunetter, again, as I said, comedic science, this is all the beginning of religion to me. If you look at all the religions of the world, they all are based in what the Metunetter is talking about, where there is the highest deity and then there is an oracle who you as man can talk to to get to God. Then there is a holy mother. So all religions on the earth came from comedic science of Egypt the ancient history of the Egyptians and it's all over their walls. It's all over the hieroglyphs and the scrolls and everything. And it's such an interesting concept that a lot of people don't really understand where the basis of their religion came from. But if you were to read this book and I'm going to be very honest with you, it's very intimidating. It's very, 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 very big book, but it's packed full of information and pretty much all the governing laws of ancient Egypt, Ma'at, as they call it, um, is within this book. I would suggest if you are really trying to dig deep into your spirituality, 
get this book or look into it online. I know there's PDF versions floating around. It was a game changer for me. It really, really was. The next book that I have is called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. A New Earth examines a world that often feels crazy and chaotic. Eckhart Tolle calls on us to transform our consciousness to a more awakened state in order to create a better world. Consciousness and ego are inextricably linked to life on the planet. So this transformation will significantly impact all life forms. So basically this book, this is Marcy's take on it. This book basically is telling us to go within and worry about ourselves. Worry about awakening yourself before worrying about what the next person is doing. Because if we all worry about ourselves and we all raise our own vibration, the world in itself will become a better place just by changing your own habits and thought patterns. Eckhart Tolle, anything that this man writes is gold. This was the very first book of his that I that I read. It was a gift to me and it was probably one of the best gifts I've ever received. And um, even the person who gave it to me, they wrote an inscription on the inside that I still have today. May this help you on your spiritual journey as it helped me with mine. And it did. It really did. So again, guys, that's A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Next, we have a book called Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. So these next three books, these books came to me when I was in organized religion in the Moore Science Temple of America. Um, these were required reading because um, the Moors respect all religions, even though the basis of our religion was Islam. Um, we were, we were respected all religions. So the Tao Te Ching is a book that helps us understand the principles of Taoism, which is an ancient school of philosophy. Lao Tzu was an ancient philosopher and writer who invented Taoism in the sixth century. And this book has been passed on for generations and generations and basically contains core lessons. And it's also been translated into many languages across the globe. So that is the online summary. What I'm going to say is Taoism is a philosophy that's based on three pillars, simplicity, patience, and compassion. If you have these three things, they're the greatest treasures that man could have, according to Taoism. Lao Tzu explains that by being simple in actions and thoughts, you return to the source of your being. So through patience with both friends and enemies, you accord with the way things are. And by being compassionate towards yourself, you reconcile all beings in the world. So basically, this book teaches an inner peace. You know, not being sad, not being happy, just being in the middle and just being simple, patient, and compassionate. If you add those three things to your daily regimen of just everyday living, imagine how your life would be. I, I ask you to try that. Like when you're having a conflict with someone, just be patient. Try not to make things, you know, too overly complicated. Just make things simple and use your heart. Be compassionate towards others. When somebody's going off on you, understand that it's probably not even you. It could be something that they went through, you know, this morning with a spouse or a child or another coworker, you know, just be compassionate. I 100% stand by this book. Um, it was a game changer for me as well. The next one that was also introduced to me while I was in the temple is the teaching of Buddha by B. I'm going to probably butcher this name, but be, be patient with me. Bukyo Dendo Kyoka, the BDK. So the BDK is a society for the promotion of Buddhism. And 
this book is just basically telling you about the teachings of Siddhartha Gautama, who is also known as the Buddha. The teaching of the Buddha is a collection of writings on the essence of Buddhism presented in a concise, easy to read and non-sectarian format. It also includes a brief history of Buddhism, a listing of source texts and a glossary of Sanskrit terms and an index. So exactly what I just said. I don't have too much to add to that other than, you know, it is the basis of Buddhism and it shows you about the middle path and the eight path steps, the eight path step to enlightenment. Sorry, excuse me. Um, it's very enlightening to see how a lot of the religions have a, the core same values. They just have a different religious deity at the beginning of it. But at the, and actually when I was in the temples, when I learned this, because they introduced us to so many different readings, so many different religions, so many different ideas and ideologies that you get to see the similarities between the religions. And then it get, gets you to start thinking like, well, this story is very similar to this story. So are these all connected in some way? And essentially that's why I ended up leaving religion, organized religion anyway, because I did start to see that, okay, this is all the same story, but based on what region of the world that the story originated in is who you're going to believe in, if that makes sense. So that also brings me to my next book, which was also from the temple. And it was called The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ by Levi Dowling. So again, another book that was required reading in the temple. As I said, um, the Morris Science Temple of America respected all religions. So they had us studying several religions at the same time, even though the basis was Islam. This book because we respected the Bible and we actually taught and learned from the Bible went right along with the Bible. So it's an additional story to Jesus's travels that are in the Bible. In the Bible, I believe it begins with, well, Jesus's journeys anyway, begins when he's around his thirties. I'm not exactly sure of the age, so don't quote me, but I know it's in his thirties. This book is the things that were missing within the Bible, the 18 years that are missing. And here you will learn what he did on other lands and how Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, such as like his encounters with the masters, seers, and wise men that he visited while traveling in Tibet, Egypt, India, Persia, and Greece. All these things are in the Aquarian gospel of Jesus the Christ. And it shows you the trials and tribulations that he went through that helped him to attain the stature of the Christ. In this book, yeah, the Christ is an attainment. Like you go up a ladder, basically. And once you get to the Christ, that's it. And, you know, we're all trying to live this life and be Christ-like. And what is it to actually be Christ-like? Well, read this book and find out some of the things that Jesus did along his travels. It really made me want to read my Bible more just to get the continuation of the story because this is the beginning story and then the Bible gives you the middle and the end. So yeah, The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ by Levi Dowling. And then lastly, I'm a crystal therapist and this book right here is what made me get on that path and it's called Sacred Stones and Crystals. And the authors are Philip Permitting and Lynn Palmer. So this book 
takes you on a personal journey of discovery leading to a deeper connection with crystals and how they benefit your well-being on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. So that was the description of the book. I'm going to say this book shows you how to tune into and benefit from the energy of the crystals and how you develop your own special relationship with individual stones and crystals. For an example, I vibrate naturally to tourmaline and moonstone and you'll find your own, not just because, Oh, it's aesthetically pleasing, but based on what I need in my life, these are the stones that work for Marcy. So wherever I go, I always find a tourmaline or a moonstone. They just jump out at me, whether they fall on the floor or someone says, hey, look at this piece. And you'll find yours with this book. It also teaches you, you know, what stones you want to use when doing certain spiritual things, like maybe um, trying to manifest something during meditation, what stone you want to hold or crystal grids that help you when manifesting something out of your life. You might want to use, you know, a crystal as the center point, and then it'll tell you, okay, I want to manifest, you know, low vibrations that I carry. So it'll tell you what stones to use on your crystal grid and what formation to set them in so that you can be successful with getting whatever it is that no longer serves you out of your life. So yeah, Sacred Stones and Crystals by Philip Permitting and Lynn Palmer. Game changer, guys. Real thin book, but so simple in the way that the information is presented and put me on my crystal path to where now I heal with crystals and have a certification in crystal therapy and I owe it all to this book. So that is going to do it for the books that put me on my path. Now, I mean, there's a million more, but we would be here all dang day. So that's not what I'm trying to do. So the next I want to get into our documentaries and movies that had I not watched these, I, I don't know where I would be. So I'm going to start with Spirit Science by Jordan River. Let me tell you guys. Spirit Science, I got introduced back in 2013 when I was in the temple as well. And it's animated. And it's just all things about metaphysics told in a very, very, very simple way. They have all kinds of videos loaded on YouTube about consciousness, crystals, astral projection, telepathy, channeling, meditation, chakras, masculine and feminine energy, astrology, numerology, yoga, even conspiracy theories. And the list goes on. They even talk about nutrition. And again, it's told so that your youngest child would be able to understand. It's for the beginner who's really trying to get into their spirituality and raise their vibration and just learn something where maybe they don't want to read a 300 page book that might put them to sleep or another book that, you know, might be using words that are unfamiliar to them. Get into spirit science, you guys. Spirit science is a whole vibe. Check them out on YouTube. Again, the creator is Jordan River, and I even think he has a following online, spiritscience.com or either spiritscience.net. But I fully 100% support what this young person is doing, and I've introduced it to people who still thank me to this day by introducing it to them because it's put them on their spiritual path. So the next documentary that I have, actually it's not a documentary, it's a movie, and it's called Fantastic Planet. And this movie came out in 1973, which is before I was born. So it's going to tell you how dated the animation of it is. But it's a sci-fi animated tale. 
and it follows the relationship between small human-like ohms and their much larger blue-skinned oppressors, the drags. What does that sound like, guys? Just flip it, flip the script. <laughs> so the drags rule the planet of Wygum. And while the drags have long kept ohms as illiterate pets, this hierarchy shifts after an ohm boy becomes educated thanks to a young female drag. This leads to an ohm rebellion, which weakens the drag control over their race. So it basically is giving you a flip the script type story. So it's showing you how humans are pets and are just being told what to do and do this, do that, do this, do that in order to live a life. And they, how they're oppressed by, like they said, the, the drag people. So, um, basically it's telling you how to, it just shows you, I don't want to tell you the story because it's really a cute movie. It's only about an hour and 15 minutes, but it, it basically just shows you about the oppression that goes on and how you can equate it to what's going on in the world today, especially what's going on in the world right now. It's so relevant. So I would suggest you watch this movie called Fantastic Planet. The, the opening scene, it shows a mother, Ohm, you know, so mind you, the Ohms to the drags are very, very small. So there's a mother who's running with her young baby and she's frantically running, trying to get away. And there's three little drags that are, like I said, it's the it's a pet to them. So they're watching her run, but they're like, where is she going? Why is she so frantic? And as she's running up the hill with her baby, because she doesn't know if they're going to kill her or what they're going to do, they flicker back down the hill. And it just gives you an analogy to show it, how easy we're controlled. I mean, just it's deep. There's so many there's so many levels to this movie. And again, you guys, it's called Fantastic Planet. Try to get past the animation, but it's a very good movie. Next, we have Chimatica by Ben Stewart. So the synopsis, this movie focuses on human and universal consciousness and points out psyche disease that mankind has induced by creating insane illusion, which is the main cause of pain and suffering. Amen, amen, amen. This film was so instrumental in my growth. It was probably one of the first ones I saw right next to Spirit Science. Um, I was introduced to these around the same time. Yeah, it shows us how we are comparing ourselves to other people, other things that they have, and it's creating an insane illusion. And because we don't have it, we put ourselves into a mind state of suffering or lack. And because we don't have this like this person does, I'm not as good as them. So you aspire to be as good as them. And it just shows you how this is just pretty much killing the human race. And to slow down, get into meditation, get into yourselves, get into nature and stop looking outside the box and just get out the box, period. And then notice what's outside the box once you get out the box and not comparing yourselves to other and what they have and don't have or what you have and they don't have. There's no comparison. The only, the only person you're competing with should be yourself. This film... I mean, it's so awakening, you guys. I would suggest you start here. Chimatica and Spirit Science. Start right there with those two. And then the last two I'm going to mention are 
movies or documentaries, documentaries that are about healing ourselves. We're so quick to run to modern medicine and think that a pill is going to heal us, which, and a lot of times it doesn't, it just covers up the symptoms. So let's talk about the earthing moving. Doctors and experts from various fields test the theory that walking barefoot outside can heal inflammation in the body. So basically this movie is just about how going outside, standing on the earth, sitting on the earth, laying on the earth, how any inflammation that's within the body, you can heal yourself. And if that is not a fact, it is so true. Uh, my dog and I, you guys have heard me talk about Kilo. He and I, we go to the park a lot and I make sure that every time we go to this one specific park where there's trees and they're shaded under this hill and there's sun and it's just openness, um, I make sure that I do get time to sit on that grassy slope and lay down on the ground just for healing purposes. You know, we're all getting to that age, well, at least I am, where, you know, I'm starting to get some creaks and pains and stuff and joints and sitting on the earth. Let me tell you, just absorbing those neurons that natural electric that's go electricity that's going on within the earth and absorbing those neurons into my body it's it's healing try it sometimes guys even if you just stand in some grass you could go stand in the dirt but I mean I don't know why you would want to stand in the dirt but you know stand in the grass or something or go to the beach and put dig your feet in the sand and see how you feel after you've sat on the sand, even when you're not even trying, you'll just notice you feel so much more calm. And a lot of times when people say they're at the beach, they're saying, oh, it's the sound of the waves, which that it is, but it's more so the grounding of the earth and you're absorbing the natural electromagnetic neurons that are under the earth, keeping it alive, nourishing it, keeping the flowers coming up, keeping everything going just it is, you're absorbing that in your body. So try that. It's called the earthing movie. The next one I have is called heal. This one too, also a game changer. Heal is about scientists and spiritual teachers discuss how thoughts, beliefs, and emotions impact human health and, and the ability to heal ourselves. Once again, guys, it's all within us. We've been given everything we need to heal ourselves, whether through fruits and vegetables, herbs, things that are naturally put here. But what happens is... We have this dis-ease that's in our bodies. And modern science has said that we need medicine in order to heal ourselves, when really it's our state of minds. This documentary shows several people who have debilitating diseases from skin disorders to cancer, stage four, and how just changing their thought process took them from the brink of death to the cancer is not even detectable in their bodies all by changing their thoughts. This movie resonated with me so much because, you know, I share with you guys a lot, some of the struggles that I deal with. And, you know, I have this blood condition where I produce too many platelets and it's been a struggle. Sometimes they're too high and then they go normal and then they go back high and then they go normal. And, you know, um, it's frustrating because when you're trying to take the medicine and do this and do that, what the doctor's telling you to do, and yet you feel like you're getting nowhere, it's, disappointing. So once I watched this film and I decided, okay, I'm going to change the way I eat and my thoughts about it. I'm telling you, my condition has been more under control. I feel more positive, more like, okay, I have this thing. It does not have me. 
So watch this film, you guys. Anybody that's struggling with some kind of internal strife or illness or disease, watch this film. It is so well done. It's so inspiring. I mean, it's the same story over and over again, but I've watched it over and over again just because it keeps me motivated to see if they can do it, how come I can't? Check it out, you guys. It's really, really, really good. So lastly, you guys, I just want to discuss some spiritual gurus that I listen to and that have helped me along my spiritual path. Um, So we have Abraham Hicks. And they have been instrumental in my spiritual growth. And I'm, I say they because actually I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to tell you to go look up who Abraham Hicks is. They have videos on YouTube. Um, basically, there's a woman. Her name is Esther Hicks. And she channels these seven energetic beings. I believe it's seven. I could be wrong, but they're energetic beings and they speak through her. And I know that sounds crazy, but everything that leaves their mouth is the truth. Check them out on YouTube, Abraham Hicks. Next, I have Deepak Chopra. Deepak, Deepak, Deepak. I mean, I can't say enough about him um, only to lower the price on his seminar so that I can attend (laughs) because I really want to see him in person. He's just so deep. And, you know, he has an app with Oprah, him and Oprah, and they do a 21 day meditation where it's free. And for 21 days, you know, they say, if you can do anything for 21 days, it's become a habit. So for you beginners that are trying to get on a daily regimen, I suggest checking him out. He is the man. I love me some Deepak. I've already mentioned Eckhart Tolle. He's also another person who I follow and just everything he writes, it just speaks directly to me. Marianne Williamson, also check her out on YouTube. All these people I'm mentioning, you can find videos of them on YouTube and, you know, they have books out. So look them up. The Queen Poe, she is a sister that I was following on social media so deep, so deep, so rooted in her African ancestry. And she just tells you about different books that she's into, different things that she's into. She talks about all the spirituality and metaphysics in a way that helps you to understand and you feel connected to her. She um, is on Instagram, The Queen Poe, and she's also on YouTube, The Queen Poe, and she's got a huge following. And she recently started following me. So I was so excited to see that because she speaks to me. I don't know the sister. I've interacted with her on social media and she's just deep. And I absolutely appreciate everything that she's presented because it's true and honest. Next, I have my yogis, Sadguru and Paramahansa Yogananda. Sadguru, he just tells you like it is. You know, people have the impression that if you are a guru or, you know, you can't speak a certain way, you can't cuss, you can't just be a certain way. This man tells it like it is cusses and all. And I love it. He streets, he shoots straight from the hip. No chaser tells you exactly what it is. The truth. And Paramahansa Yogananda, he's my yogi from Lake Shrine. So for those of you that follow me on social media, you know that I go to Lake Shrine quite often. Lake Shrine is a meditation garden here in Southern California in the Pacific Palisades to be exact. And he came to LA from India and wanted to bring Kriya Yoga here. And he did just that. You know, meditation now here in LA is so trendy and everybody's, uh, you know, doing yoga and they're doing meditation because it's the cool thing to do. He brought it so it was 
beneficial to your health. It's not just a cool thing to do because it's cool. It's actually good for you. Um, yeah, he has been instrumental in changing my life by making this Lake Shrine place. Man, I cannot give enough thanks to him. I, ever since the pandemic though, I haven't been able to get over there like I wanted to because now you have to make reservations and, you know, every time you make a reservation, it's, oh, it's already full. Oh, it's already full. So I'm going to get back out there and I suggest you guys look it up too. It's called Lake Shrine and it's in Pacific Palisades. Uh, and there's also one in Encinitas here in California. And there's also one in LA. So check them out and they're called Lake Shrine. So that is going to do it for your girl this week. You know, we did a little bit different where me and Tracy are recording ourselves separately just to see how you guys like it. So give us your feedback. I really appreciate you guys being here with me this week and I will see you next week. Peace. Peace. What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? So, Marcy, what's on your radar, girl? What's on my radar is Kanye Tudda, meaning Kanye West. <laughs> um, that's what he says in his music, Kanye Tudda. Um, Kanye West, like, I feel like there is a documentary out right now on Netflix called Gene Yes. It's genius. It talks about his rise to fame and... You know, how important his mother's role mm -hmm. was in his life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone right now is saying, oh, Kanye's Kate crazy, Kanye's this, Kanye's that. And he may be, but that brother's also suffering from some mental health. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like the people he has around him, they're yes people. They're not telling him what he really needs to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like him running for president, yeah, he shouldn't have did that. Like... How, how do you have two rallies out of the whole race? Like, what was your point of doing that? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And where was his wife to, I mean, maybe she did tell him, this is not right, you shouldn't be doing it, but I, I don't know. She didn't, if she did tell him, maybe she didn't know how to tell him to get him to see that what he was doing what may not be the best thing for mm -hmm. him. But that's the job of a wife. Like, but again, like she may not know how to do that. But that's my point. Mm -hmm. That's your job right. as a wife. Right. So <laughs> you shouldn't be married if you don't know how to do that. If I you mean, don't know how to be your husband's partner or your wife's partner and be like, yeah, no, right. that's a no go. And right. um, it's going to affect me, our children mm -hmm. or this and that. I also saw somewhere where Kim said that, and don't get me wrong, I'm not blaming her 100% because... I'm sure it wasn't all peaches and cream. Right. But I also know that when you marry somebody, it's for better or for worse. And I know his worst was really, really bad. But I also know that, like I said, there's some mental health issues to the point where he was hospitalized for him. Mm. And she talks about it, too, on her show. But she also talks about on her show how, you know, I can't be there for him. Like, he's constantly moving. And I can't just pick up my brand and move to Wyoming like she said that. Mm -hmm. And to me... You don't really need another quarter in your account. You know what I'm right. saying? Between the both of you, you guys are very well financially right. off. Right. 
So go support your husband. Like, put your brand on hold for a little while. And I know people are saying, well, why does she need to put her stuff on hold? Well, because he's the one that's having the issue. Right. And so you do what you have to do. A, a perfect example of that, and this isn't even my my husband, my mother. When I had my child, she put her life on hold to help me raise my child because she knew I needed to finish college. I needed to go to school mm-hmm. and all those things. It's the same thing. Like you sacri- make sacrifices yes. for those that you love. Yes. And he probably didn't feel supported. And so it just made him spiral and yep. act even more erratic. That is so true. So I'm saying you guys, I'm saying all this to say, watch that documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called Gene Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So. Check it out. It's good. Okay. It's good. And then what about you, girl? What's on your radar? What's on my radar is, Raising the love vibration on this planet. Yeah, it's pretty low. And giving love and being kind to one another, it is needed right now, you guys. It is totally needed. So just keep that in mind. Keep keep putting that love, high love vibration out to the universe. Just keep putting it out there. Keep being kind to one another because it'll conquer it. I agree. Love conquers all. So And not just romantic love either. Right. I'm talking about just, yeah, not just romantic love. I'm talking about love of everything. Yeah. You know what I just mean? Just being kind to your fellow man. Yeah. I'm with you on that, Tracy. Exactly. And it's like, it's not hard to do. It's really not. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, some people may feel like it is, but it really is not. Not if you come from, we're all of the human race. Yeah. And so I need to help you just because of that. Right. Exactly. If for no other reason, not my color is this, yours is that, right. but we're all of the same race. Exactly. And there's only one, as you mentioned, last show or the one before, one race. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we may have different skin tones, but come on, y'all. Let's get it together. Yeah, yes. So, Trace, what is our crystal of the week? Our crystal of the week is called Kyanite. Okay, yeah, let me know. (laughs) Let us know. All right. So, Kyanite Association's Zodiac, it states Aries, Taurus, and Libra. The element of it is air. Mm -hmm. Numerical is four. Okay. (laughs) And the typical colors are blue, gray, black, and green. Mm -hmm. I have blue Kyanite. (laughs) You do? Mm -hmm. Right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's so beautiful. I don't even have any. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I actually like it a lot. But anyway, it kind of reminds me of tourmaline, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. by the way it looks. So anyway, healing with kyanite, it, in, it indicates vivid dreams, channeling, altered states, visualization, loyalty, honesty, and serenity. Kyanite is an excellent stone for meditation and attunement. It will not retain negative vibrations or energy, therefore never requiring clearing. That I did not know. I didn't know that either. Kyanite aligns all chakras and substitute body instant, bodies instantly. It provides balance of yin-yang energy and dispels blockages, moving energy gently through the physical body. Kyanite has a calming effect on the whole being, bringing tranquility. It encourages psychic abilities and communication on all levels. It drives away anger, frustration, confusion, and stress, 
and helps to provide a capacity of linear and logical thought. Kyanite provides a stimulating energy encouraging perseverance in a support of activities and situations such, I mean, sorry, situations which would normally reduce one's strength. It can help when connecting to your spirit guides. Kyanite, in, Kyanite induces dream recall and can promote healing dreams. Now, Kyanite does have color. You, you can heal with different colors. I guess it's, there's different, the different colors heal differently. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about, let's, let's, let's go with blue Kyanite, okay? Blue Kyanite is associated with the throat chakra. The throat. The throat. Blue kyanite opens the throat chakra, <laughs> encouraging communication and self-expression. It cuts through fears and blockages, helping to speak one's truth. It is very useful for public speakers and performers as it strengthens the voice and heals the throat. But, you know, they have other ones too, but I'm not going to go there with those. <laughs> so that's what kyanite is all about y'all that's what's up because i bought this at a crystal show because like you said it reminded me of tourmaline mm -hmm. it like a blue tourmaline yeah um and it was just so aesthetically beautiful to the eye that i was like i need to take this home and i used to have it sitting right here on the middle of my table now he sits down here in front of my hamsa but yeah i'm gonna have to meditate with this i am gonna have to get some because you know sometimes i have like a like sometimes i have issues with um, expressing myself mm -hmm. like verbally mm -hmm. so I think I'm gonna need to like put a chain around your neck <laughs> wear it as a choker make a choker yeah <laughs> yeah I'm gonna get some of that myself okay okay yes so that's it for our radar today yeah so I think that's it for the show right I think so yes all right well so you can all just remember Remember, you guys, you can reach us on our email for questions, comments, or suggestions at a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast at gmail.com. You can contact us on our social media platforms, a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on Facebook, mm -hmm. a Libra and a Gemini on Instagram. <laughs> a, a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And remember, don't forget Insight Timer, Miss Marcy, Meditation with Marcy. Yes. Download that, that Insight Timer. Please. <laughs> we welcome all. You will enjoy it. Also, you guys, we got something to share. <laughs> <laughs> Something to share. Hey, 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 hey. We got something to share. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> so do you want to take it off or do you want me to take it off? Go on. Okay, so what we're sharing is <laughs> yesterday, which would have been the 1st of March, we launched our online store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and it will be under algthestole.com. Okay, can you say it so the people can understand? Okay, algthestole.com. There we go. 
They might be like ALGSTO.com. <laughs> so we, we are so excited. So make sure you go check that out. Shop until you drop. Yes. Let us know if there's something specific that you want us to make for you. And I think that would be it. I think it will be too. And we appreciate you all for coming out once again and staying with your girls and yeah, just showing us love and the support. And until next week, stay free y'all stay in love. Stay free.